Hello, and welcome to the World of Autism podcast, a podcast about all things autism. I am Dr. Jeff Knight, and I'm on a mission to create hope, peace of mind, freedom, and confidence for these children with autism, and in serving their families to help create the happiest, healthiest versions of themselves. In this podcast, we dive deep in creating many different solutions, talking about resources, and providing insight and stories of hope for families that suffer and have challenges with autism. Please join with me, and I look forward to connecting with you. All right. Um, Welcome to the World of Autism podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Knight. And I am thrilled to introduce to you um, our guest today. His name is Dr. Jim Bentz from Washington State, um, Anacortis. And I've known Jim now, it's probably been uh, five, maybe five or six years, I think. Um, We were fortunate to cross paths um, because we share a similar business coach. And we were both at a training in Salt Lake City um, when we met. And from there, we just connected immediately um, the reason why I'm invited Jim to be on this podcast is because of what connected us originally, which is um, a technique. It's actually a system. Um, it's a system that was developed by Dr. Andrew Phillips, Andy Phillips, and he is from New Zealand. Um, it, the, the system is called Neurological Integration System. And it was something that enthralled me so much when I first learned about it that immediately I thought to myself, how can this technique help children with autism? Mm -hmm. And that's what prompted me to want to pursue it um, because of the impact it has to really assist with the nervous system to help the brain and the body communicate better together. Um, I'm going to allow Jim to to share because he's the North American representative for teaching and um, leading out all of the seminars here in the United States, Canada, He helps uh, facilitate training and teaches and oversees that training um, at different events in Atlanta, Georgia, in Seattle, Washington, Salt Lake City. He's done some. And and then he also assists at the master's event, which is held at least uh, recently in Vancouver, Canada. So he's a, a huge part of the neurological integration system group. And he's been doing this for years. I'm going to I want to introduce Jim and and have him share with you a little bit about his background, um, how long he's been in practice, um, you know, and how he came about getting introduced to neurological integration system. And we're going to dive deep into a little bit more about how it works and how it potentially could help kids with autism. So, um, you know, there's, there's so many benefits I've already seen in my practice using this technique, using this system. And um, I want to have Jim, who's the the master um, <laughs> of it, uh, share share a little bit about um, himself and a little bit about um, what NIS is. So NIS, we'll use that term um, referencing neurological integration system. So you'll hear us use that term, and that's basically what we're referring to. Go ahead, Jim, share with us a little bit about your background. Yeah, well, thanks, Jeff. It's, it's so great to be on this call with you today. Um, yeah, as you say, we've known each other for a while. And uh, I, one thing that initially impressed me about what you, as you learned NIS, was how uh, quickly you caught on to it. It just seemed to resonate with you. Yeah. And um, and I, I also just want to say uh, how much I admire the work you're doing with these kids. Uh, you know, one of our mutual acquaintances, uh, Dr. Zach Bush. Yeah. I just was listening to a podcast with him the other day and he was talking about working with autistic kids and how uh, uh, rewarding and challenging it was and how much he's been able to learn from these kids. Like they've yeah. been, they've been like teachers to him. Right. And I thought that was really inspiring. And, and uh, look, I know you, you feel called to work with these kids. And, and as we know that the rate of autism is increasing dramatically in the world. And uh, we need more people like you out there uh, able to help these kids. But uh, I'll, I'll just go back a little bit into my, my background. So uh, I graduated from Palmer Chiropractic. 
back to college in 1984 and uh, moved out to Washington State and began my practice. And, and I was practicing for about uh, 10 years doing pretty traditional uh, chiropractic manipulation. And then in 1997, I had the good fortune to uh, hear about this thing called NIS and it intrigued me. And uh, so I remember going to my first seminar in 1997 mm. and uh, Dr. Phillips had uh, at that time, he would fly over from New Zealand and teach a weekend seminar. You got to understand that's a 17 hour flight each way. Wow. And uh, so he taught a seminar in Las Vegas and I went to it. And I got to say that my first, my first impression was like, what have I gotten myself into here? Because as you know, uh, NIS, would appear to somebody just seeing it for the first time to be like, what are they doing? Because, you know, we're, we're, we're testing the patient using a muscle test and then we're just doing this little tap on the head to, uh, to help their brain facilitate the correction. And that's one of the wonders of NIS is that the brain is making the correction, not the doctor, right? right. But I didn't really understand all that at the time. And I've got to say, in my first, my first seminar, I wondered what the heck I'd gotten myself into because it just looked strange. Um, no, until, the second, until the second day of the seminar, when uh, Dr. Phillips called me up to demonstrate one of the, one of the protocols that he was teaching. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a little background, I'd had, I used to be a runner in high school uh, ran track and cross country. And I continued to run even after graduating. And um, I, I developed uh, sciatica pain in my hip and leg. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and, and it became almost debilitating. And I didn't know what was going on. And a friend of mine suggested that I go uh, see his chiropractor. And I remember thinking, aren't those guys quacks? I mean, <laughs> right. uh, but uh, I went and it, it helped me. And so um, long story short, I ended up in chiropractic college, but this sciatic problem had nagged me for years and it would flare up from time to time. And uh, to the point that I sometimes couldn't work for four or five days in a row. And uh, Anyway, I'm in Las Vegas and Dr. Phillips gets me up on his table and does whatever he did. I don't remember, this was 22 years ago, right? Yeah. 20, 23, 21, let's see, 24 yeah. years ago. Oh, oh my gosh. 24, yeah. Yeah, and, but I remember Jeff getting off that table and I could tell right away that the pain was like significantly reduced in that, in my right sacroiliac joint. And I thought, that's crazy. All the guy did was tap on my head, right? <laughs> so that was kind of the beginning of NIS for, NIS for me. And so I went back and started incorporating it into my practice and saw some pretty amazing results. Well, as you're aware, uh, this system is an evolving one, right? Dr. Phillips continues to develop this work which is one of the things I really appreciated about it. it's not static. So yep. he's always looking like, how can, how can we get better access to the patient's nervous system, right? And, um, and so, like I say, that since my first experience with it in 97 to where it is today, it's been quite amazing. So yeah, I've been in practice since 1985. So it dates me a bit, that's uh, 30, Almost 36 years, right? 36 years, yeah. And, uh, and, and I, look, I've, I've studied a lot of different systems. I've gone to a lot of seminars. Mm -hmm. Because like you, uh, what interests me is uh, results. Yeah. Right? And I don't care how I get there. For sure. Like, like if I've got to put a, a mask on and shake a rattle, I'll do it <laughs> if it gets results, <laughs> right? Sure. And, but, uh, 
And that's kind of what NIS looks like to some people. Uh, I get this comment all the time that uh, patients will say, well, this, this seems like magic to me, you know? Right. Uh, because the results can oftentimes be quite immediate. And I just have to explain to them that magic is just an experience we've had that we don't understand. Sure. You know, you see a magician and it looks, it's, it's amazing, right? I love, I love watching magic actually, but we just don't understand how they did the trick. Mm-hmm. And sort of the same thing in NIS. It seems like we did very little. And that's one of the cool things about NIS is that we're not intervening in any way. So. And I think that's a really important point to, to notice. Um, and it, it, you know, for the listeners, um, if you go back to my uh, I believe it was my second podcast um, where I talk about why there is hope for someone yeah. with autism or why there's hope um, in general for anyone with a chronic condition. When we really trust the human body, the innate intelligence and what the body is capable of, and in this case, allowing the brain to make these corrections, like you're saying, I feel like too often in our culture, we've gotten so reliant on trusting in the new technology or the new drug or the new procedure, thinking that that's what I need to fix me. Where in reality, the premise that I love about NIS and, and, and as far as a lot of different things with chiropractic is we're looking at the human body as, as the tool and as the key to unlocking health. If we can just provide the right, sequence of um, information or providing the right resources or, or potentially sometimes removing the things that are holding it back um, and then stepping back and watching yeah. the body do incredible things. Yeah, that, that's that you, you're, you're so uh, right about that. I mean, look, the, the body heals itself, right? I mean, no doctor really ever healed anything. You think about like something as simple as cutting your finger. Right. Right. Well, you could put a Band-Aid on it and you could put some antibacterial salve on it. And, but even without those things, that cut would heal, right? Yeah. And, the, and I'm constantly in awe of that ability to heal. And like you talked about the, the, this what we would call as chiropractors, this innate intelligence, right? That, that really um, is, is quite amazing to watch in action. It's, 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 you know, it's a different type of intelligence. It's way beyond our rational understanding about how things work. Mm-hmm. And so let me just dive in a little bit to, to, to uh, NIS. And that'd be great. If, yeah. I would a love bit that. more. Wow. So people understand a little bit better what this is. So perfect. Um, you pointed to it when you said that um, we're looking at what's interfering with the body's ability to heal itself. And that's really kind of the crux of NIS. Mm-hmm. So NIS stands for neurological integration system. And it's based on the premise, as we said, that the, the, the nervous system is really the primary controller of everything that goes on in the body, right? The nervous system, uh, go, it actually has connections with every single cell in the body. And it's constantly monitoring the function of the body through sensory feedback to the brain. And that sensory feedback to the brain then will produce some sort of uh, reaction, whether it's the release of a particular hormone or chemical or uh, the uh, activation of an immune pathway or uh, the activation of a motor signal to a muscle or a joint. Uh, that's how, that's fundamentally how the body functions, right? right. And so there are certain things that uh, can start to break that signaling system between the brain and the body and the body and the brain. And, and, and I think it's important to understand that this is not, the nervous system is not like a top-down system, like the, the brain's the, the CEO and it's running everything. It's, it's, it's 
uh, I read a book recently. I thought it was good. He, the, the guy said the brain, the nervous system is more like a chat room. I mean, you've got, you've got all sorts of feedback coming into the brain and all sorts of information going from the brain back to the body. So it's a two-way street. It's not like a top-down system, right? And the other thing that's important to understand, I think, is that the brain is what we would call holographic in sure. nature. In other words, the, the function of the body is actually encoded in all the parts of the body. Mm-hmm. So in a holograph, um, a holograph is basically a image that's produced through uh, uh, putting a laser shining a laser on like a photo, you can use a photographic plate and that coherent light then creates a 3D image, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's sort of the analogy of how the, how the, the, the brain works. The, the, the nervous system is really reflected in, in every part of the body. So um, it's a very holistic system and so in NIS, what we're doing is we're using a, a, a muscle test, right? Yep. So the muscles are, and the muscles are really a way of getting direct feedback from the brain about what's happening in the body or in the brain itself, right? So the muscle test employs what we call a motor sensory loop. So when we have the patient, uh, when we test the patient, we're use, usually using their arm. Mm-hmm. It's just convenient. Uh, you could use any muscle in the body, but uh, by just very gentle pressure on the arm and seeing if that motor sensory pathway between the brain and the arm is functional, then we know we've got access to the nervous system. And then what we do is we test various reflex points on the surface of the body that are related to uh, joints, organs, uh, glands, and even the nervous system itself. Right. And if there's any breakdown in that, those signaling pathways between the body and the brain, when we contact a point associated with a disrupted signal, it's like overloading a circuit breaker in your house. You know, you put, you put 16 amps in a 15 amp circuit and, and you know what happens. I mean, you're going yeah. back to the breaker box to find out what happened. Very much the same here. So this, this responsiveness through the muscle test really allows us to get an accurate understanding and feedback from the body as to exactly what's going on. And this is really a, a new to me, it really represents a new paradigm in health because most healthcare is consists of, of the doctor, you know, getting information, getting labs, uh, getting imaging, things like that, right? That are exactly, and those things are useful. I mean, they're really helpful, Definitely. right? Yeah, but. Um, we, the doctor then has to try to put all that together and figure out what's going on. Well, I'd rather go directly to the source, sure, which is the body and the brain, right? Yep. And have that feedback directly from the body and, and saying, here's where, the, here's where the problem is, right? Because a symptom is, a symptom could be caused by many different things. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of guessing uh, as to what's the cause of it and then trying different things to, to alleviate the symptom rather than let's just ask the, the brain. Right. It knows what's going on, right? And so once we've established where the problem is, um, we're just holding a, a, some points that are disconnected on the body and at the same time just doing this what we call integration which is we're tapping over an area of the brain called the postcentral gyrus jeff you understand this the postcentral gyrus is the primary receiving area for touch so it's registering these the touch on these points that are connected to these different uh, uh, neurological pathways 
And uh, by doing that, it initiates a response in the brain where the brain starts trying to reconnect these points. Yep. And it's a, it's a, we don't really understand what happens after we do this, but the brain knows exactly what to do to correct the problem. So one of the questions I get a lot is what disrupts these pathways? Like what causes it? And we've, we found that it's really um, related to some sort of stress. Uh, it could be trauma. It could be uh, an infection. It could be uh, some physiologic or metabolic uh, disruption. Every person has a, a certain inborn tolerance to these stressors. Yep. And those, those things are determined through genetics, through uh, lifestyle factors, a number of different factors, how, how they respond to their environment. And once those tolerances are exceeded, that's when these pathways start to break down, right? So uh, it just provides a beautiful and very elegant way to get feedback direct from, directly from the body. And the other thing I love about that, Jeff, is that it's safe. Yes. You're, you're not gonna hurt anybody with that work, yeah. right? Exactly. It's, it's 100% safe. And so, which a lot of interventions aren't. They, every, every time we intervene, whether it's with a medication or some surgical procedure or something, there's risk associated with those things, right? Right. And so oh. we, we want to avoid risk as much as possible. Exactly. No, Especially with working with these autistic kids, right? I mean, they're pretty delicate, their systems. They are. And, and I appreciate you going into detail as far as explaining more about this. And, and it's so nice to know that we have this opportunity to work with the human body to where... Um, it is giving us feedback and, you know, immediately. And I love the, the way we have these checks and balances that allow us to, in a sense, measure where there is dysfunction and a common term I, I use, and I think I maybe even got it from you, Jim, is um, a signal default, right? Yeah. Where the brain and some other part of the body um, or the body and some part, other part of the brain, whatever it is, there's something where there's just a disconnect. And, and I like yeah. to... I like to describe it almost like you're trying to send a text message to your friend and it's, and it's looping. It's just, it, it's on, uh, for whatever reason, it's, it's not able to get through and you end up talking to your friend later and say, Hey, did you ever get right. that text? And it's like, no, I didn't. And it's like, wait, I swear I sent that, you know what I mean? And so there's times where I know the body is trying to do something similar and, and the connections just aren't as strong as they should be. And so with with the neurological integration system you know the the thing that i has been so fascinating to me is how we can influence that and restore that and i love that the fact that we can test it and immediately we can see if there's a change which is so nice because i'm like you said um, we like to see results we want to see something that's happening and this this can give patients that confidence to know that hey this isn't just some you know, crazy kind of technique. And yeah, they're tapping on the, that part of my, my head over that post-central gyrus, but there's immediate feedback. Um, and, and I'd be interested for you to share, uh, Jim, as far as um, some of the common uh, responses or ways people that, how they respond to the treatment, like um, especially the initial treatment. I know I see a lot of times with patients after their first visit, um, that they're, they go home and they crash. Like they're, they just yeah. feel like they need to take a nap. Uh, I've had some patients fall asleep in my office. Um, <laughs> I've had some people that have other unique responses to what are some things that people can expect. Now we said how this is very safe, but we know that there, because we're influencing the nervous system, there is going to be a change. So what are some of the possible changes or even side effects, so to speak, um, that tells us, okay, the body's working through some things and this may be something that shows up. I know everyone's going to be different, but what are some common things you would suggest or, or um, just help people be aware of with um, receiving these types of treatments? Yeah. 
Uh, well, I, I tell you, Jeff, one of the one of the most common uh, things I hear at, when patients uh, after I get done treating a patient the first time, they'd say, "I just feel lighter in my body." Like, yeah. I don't know what it. They can't quite put their finger on it. They just feel more at ease and their body feels lighter but just like you uh, you know uh, we're initiating a very complex chain of chain reaction in the brain mm-hmm. and it's going to take a lot of energy to make these reconnect these areas that are disconnected and so yes uh, I, I think I always tell people look you know just Tune into what your body's telling you. If you feel like you need to rest, rest. I mean, I, like you say, I, it's common, common for me to hear people say, man, I don't know what you did to me, but I, I went home and I slept for 12 hours, you yeah. know? <laughs> and uh, so I think just let people know that, that their body is going to be doing all the heavy lifting. Their brain and their body are going to be doing all the heavy lifting and they should just kind of tune into what's happening and, and, uh, look, most people really do understand what they need. And, and, but I tell them, you know, don't go out and, and, and don't go work out or, or uh, uh, don't go out for partying tonight. I mean, let your body rest, let your body heal. Right. Yeah. Because healing, healing takes energy. And uh, so uh, they just need to respect what their body's telling them that they need to do and uh, not, put more stress on the body at that time. Right. I mean, just, I, I just always tell my patients, look, just, you just take it easy for the next day or two and really tune in to what's happening and how you're feeling. Yes. Thank you. Um, another thing I want to talk about Jim is now with children with autism or anyone with autism, um, some common symptoms that these individuals have, is where that sympathetic nervous system, that yes. fight or flight has been, you know, ratcheted up a, a little notch or two. Um, oftentimes that can be a big problem as well as the thing that opposes that, which is the parasympathetic nervous system, which is more of that calming, you know, resting, repair, recovery um, aspect of our nervous system. And that has influence on so many different things in our body, um, heart, lungs, liver, kidney, spleen, small intestine, you know, to name a few. Um, so what, what are some things that NIS could do for someone with autism and where, you know, these are some of the challenges, you know, immune system, um, gut health, uh, you know, focus, you know, to share, share how, how this can work and, and maybe like, um, some of the specific areas of the brain or body that you find, um, would be beneficial to look at or to consider when it comes to helping these types of kids? Yeah, uh, I, I, I just had a, 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 a patient recently. Um, actually, I, I treated uh, this kid. He was four-year-old, three-year-old boy at the time. Uh, and he was, he was basically out of control. I mean, you've dealt with these kids, you know. Um, quick to anger. Um, he really hadn't, he could, he was nonverbal, mm. didn't speak. Uh, and we started, I started working with his parents doing NIS, uh, about, about a year ago. Mm. And you're right. I mean, one of the one of the first things I did see was that his sympathetic system was just ramped up. I mean, then of course these kids don't sleep. They can't think straight. They right. they are very sensitive to light and sound. Mm-hmm. Anything will just exacerbate that sympathetic over overreaction that they're experiencing. Right. So one of the areas that we found on this boy was. Had, had to do with what's called the limbic system in the brain. It's the, the emotional system, which is comprised of the, what's called the amygdala, which triggers that fight flight response. Mm-hmm. And also the hippocampus, which uh, is involved also with the, that limbic system, but specifically more with, uh, with memory 
and, and that sort of thing. Uh, we did find some issues. There's a, this thing that we learned in NIS called retained reflexes, where these, these reflexes that are normally, uh, normally present in the first few years of life are persistent in these kids. Uh, like the startle reflex is one that I, I, I've seen a lot on these kids, right? Mm -hmm. Which again, makes them very sensitive to sound. Uh, no doubt they're, they're uh, in almost every one of those cases, uh, we've seen digestive problems, gut problems. We know now from what science tells us how important the function of the gut flora is to the health of the brain and nervous system. So, yeah. um, but I, the point, my point is that uh, his parents recently moved uh, from here in Anacortes down to Portland, Oregon. Okay. And uh, I just got a call from this kid's father uh, about a week ago. And he said, he said, we can't believe it. Like this kid, we've actually got him in preschool now and he is, he can pay attention. He can focus. Uh, they were just like, they were almost in tears. Wow. Because so much had changed for this child. Right. So that was the, the rewarding part for me. And wow. I'm hoping they can find a practitioner down there that they can work with because even though he's a lot better, uh, we'd still like to be able to have him follow up with care. But um, sure. But yeah, that no doubt that the, the brain, the brain is really involved with this. The brain and nervous system. Um, I don't. Have you read uh, Robert Sapolsky's book Behave? I have not. Oh, so Sapolsky's a, a neuroscientist at Stanford, and. Um, amazing guy, but he wrote this book called Behave about, that came out about three years ago, I guess. And what he talks about, it's, it's interesting. He, he talks about, he looks at behavior because that's what we're seeing on the outside. What we're observing is how they're behaving, right? Mm -hmm. And then he kind of goes back. It's like, well, what, how did this behavior result, right? What did it come from? And he talks about the neurological pathways that produce these behaviors, right? And very much so, the, he talks about how involved the limbic system is in, mm -hmm. in producing some of these behaviors. One of the examples he uses is um, uh, teenage boys. Sure. And we know in teenage teen, boys' brains, mature a little more slowly than girls do yeah. and the, the boys prefrontal the what's called the prefrontal cortex cortex which is the part of the brain that makes makes uh rational it's a decision making center of the brain and yeah the cognitive center of the brain and um uh, it can get uh very much overridden by the limbic system so this is why Teenage boys do a lot of stupid things, right? Yeah, I because they that category when I was yeah, a kid, for sure. me too, right? <laughs> they don't because that impulse control is dependent on the full function of that prefrontal cortex, and so this is why this is why these teenage boys tend to have more accidents, car accidents, things like that. But he goes into quite a bit of depth, just showing those kind of examples. It's like what's driving this impulsive behavior. And similarly, in these autistic kids, if we can understand what's driving the behavior that we're seeing on the outside, yep. which is where NIS is brilliant, right? As far as getting to look at the brain and understanding what's not connecting here that's driving this behavior that we're observing, uh, it's, it's just immensely helpful. It is. No, it's, it's been such a wonderful tool that I've been using for now, like I said, five years. And and even some of the incredible things I've seen, I, and I use it with almost every patient that I see, not just my, the kids with autism, but with autism, one of the neat things I saw with uh, one, a boy that I was working with him and his mom is um, he started getting, becoming more creative. 
Yeah. Um, he was even showing more affection with his mother yeah. and giving her more like hugs and loves and, and he was uh, being more tolerant of his siblings, <laughs> not getting as many meltdowns or, or breaking out in some of that frustration that oftentimes will happen. And, and it really was pretty incredible. I remember even a time where we were doing in between treatments I, and the mom comes back and she said, my son um, was super emotional this week mm. and where he was even in tears multiple times. She's like, is that normal? And I said, you know what? It's not uncommon to see that type of response as we're helping these systems start to become integrated and working better. I've seen sometimes even emotional things, um, you know, express themselves and show up as far as like a way for the body to unravel or unwind yeah. and, and how this even can help the body in a sense, release sometimes stuck emotions. And I thought that was fascinating, but it, it has been so wonderful to know that it is safe, it's effective, and it does have the ability to, um, to really help, help kids in a, in a pretty, pretty impactful way. Um, what, what are some other things you would want people to know about with NIS Jim and, and as far as um, just the, the way, um, the way it works or even how to find, you know, a good doctor. Cause, um, as you, you and I know that it's, there's, it's an international, you know, uh, technique in the center or system that that's being used all over, but it's not always easy to find someone that does it. Yeah, it, that's, that's true. Um, going back to your, uh, going back to your first question, yes. um, you know, what sort of things do we see uh, even with non-autistic kids? It's important to understand that, that all, uh, this is, I just finished a great book uh, by another neuroscientist, uh, David Eagleman. Mm -hmm. And it's called, uh, two books that I really recommend. One's called In Incognito and in that book, he talks about how most of the most of the processes that go on and most of the things that happen in the brain and nervous system are really happen below the level of conscious awareness. They're subconscious, right? And so we're not even aware a lot of times, like what's driving our behavior, right? Or what's driving some of the symptoms that we have, you know? Uh, but the brain understands it. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, it's, it's important to understand that a lot of that is kind of hidden in a way from us. Uh, but NIS does give us that access into that, into that uh, subconscious functioning in the brain. So uh, as you're aware, we've seen everything from back pain to headaches, to anxiety and stress get better. And, you know, you talked about emotions uh, and emotions are a, a neurological phenomenon, right? They're not some mysterious thing. These emotions don't do these, these emotional states don't just come out of nowhere, right? They have a exactly. basis in neurology and physiology. So uh, it can be chemically driven. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be uh, neurologically driven or usually a combination of both, right? Yeah. So uh, again, we're, you know, our, our, our rational minds are not the best way to approach things oftentimes. Sure. Uh, but th this, this deeper level of function in the brain, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, if you look at a lot of the great scientific discoveries, they didn't come from the rational mind. They often were the result of a dream, like the discovery of the, the form of the, the benzene ring, that circular structure came to, I forget the guy who discovered it, but it came to him in a dream, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, and so there, there's all this, all this things going on below the level of consciousness that are, are like I say, hidden from view, but the beauty of NIS, it's the only thing, you know, it's the only system I really know, Jeff, that gives us access to that, that 
hidden information. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, here's an example of that with um, one of the patients that I've seen as well as she came in originally with low back pain. And as we were doing our evaluation, um, the large intestine came up Yeah, and she had never mentioned anything about her bowels or anything about anything like that. So we did our process and our, you know, our protocols and we provided, you know, some treatment. She got off the table and noticed feeling improvement with her lower back. And she comes back the next day or the, in the second visit. And she said, I never told you about how I felt with chronic constipation for all of my life. And that was the first thing that came up and I'm actually pooping better now than than I was before. And I'm like, I had no clue other than that's where your body guided me to, you know? And so that's the thing where our logical brain sometimes thinks, well, yeah, if I have low back pain, well, then this is what I need. But in her case, something with the large intestine was not quite right. And as we did that protocol and we helped stimulate that nervous system to recognize it, not only did her low back feel better, but she was, her, her bowel, bowels were improved too, which was pretty phenomenal. So it's a, those experiences that continue to allow me to realize like, okay, this is not something I made up. Um, I can't, right. you know, I can't do this on my own. I don't have an agenda, um, you know, when I'm going into this. So uh, it's, it really is phenomenal just how it, how it continues to unfold. And, and, I, and I do appreciate like what you said, that it is ever evolving, that Dr. Phillips is continuously looking at ways to improve and um, make this more efficient, make it more effective. And, and so that's something I'm grateful for as well. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, you know, great. You, bring up, you bring up a couple of really good points. Um, this goes back to what I originally talked about, about that kind of holographic nature of the body. Well, Thank to doc, thanks to Dr. Phillips' work, we, we now understand how different organs like the colon are related through the muscular system. There are certain muscles that are directly affected by the colon, and a lot of them are in the low back. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense what, what your patient experienced there. But to figure that out, uh, like, how do you know if it's, if it's a problem with their spine or with the muscles around the spine. Yeah, that's, that's the beauty of, of, of a, a system that can look and, and, and really um, understand the exact cause of that interference, right? Right, yeah, so, it's, it's Yeah, great. and I, I, I experience that almost daily sure. when I work on patients. I'll, I'll test something, I'll say, do you have this problem? They say, well, yeah, but I never told you about that, right? Right. Because they think you're treating their back, not their bowel. Exactly. Right? Yep. That's why they came to see you. Yeah. And, and, and I see that all the time. They go, how did you know? I say, I didn't, but your body told me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. It happens all the time. So um, one other thing that I know people, parents listening to this, my question is, well, I know my kid has no way of being able to do a muscle test. Yes. Um, what do we say to parents or families with kids that are maybe even two, three, four, or maybe they are just severely on the spectrum. They, they have autism and they're pretty um, severe on the spectrum and there's no way they're going to be able to hold a muscle test, you know, no. put their arm out and, and test that way. So um, what are some ways to work around that? Well, the, we, we can employ something called surrogate testing, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we use a third party uh, to, to access that information from the body. So the, if the, for instance, uh, this kid that I was talking about, the mother would hold the, the, the baby that he was, I get that he was a child, he was three years old at the time. And I would test her yeah. while she held the child. And we would contact the points we wanted to look at on the child. And it's, it's, it sounds weird, but you'll get that response through the mother. Yep. Right. Cause she, look, we're, they're, they're, they're directly, directly connected. Right. Yeah. So, 
it's it it works really well. And this is interesting. You bring this up. This was like I say, I was a little skeptical when I first learned NIS, mm-hmm. but when I understood surrogate testing, and I test and I started working on some some infants and even on animals uh, and they responded, I go, this is not a placebo effect. Right. They have no inkling about, you know, the, the, the placebos don't really work on animals or, or babies. So that was a real strong clue to me that we were onto something. Right. Yeah. No, very true. Yeah. I've, I've used this with babies too, that have maybe had reflux or, we're colicky and, and see yep. some, some great things there, but um, it is, it is so, so uh, incredible. And it's been such a great resource. And I, and I have to thank you, Jim, for introducing it to me, because if it wasn't for Brandon Allen, our, our business coach and him connecting the two of us, and then, you know, being able to be there at that seminar, I remember when I sat in that seminar and I just knew I'm like, this is going to be a good weekend. And and it was a great seminar, a great workshop, but connecting with you was one of the probably greatest things that could have happened um, in allowing me to have one more way to help these yeah. kids and help people in general. Um, so thank you, Jim. And, and this has been such an enjoyable opportunity to, to talk to you about it. I hope families that have listened to this have really gotten a lot. And like we were saying before, there are several practitioners throughout the US and throughout the world so if people, you know, that are listening to this and they don't live close to Anacortes, Washington or close to, you know, Kaysville, Utah, the Salt Lake City area, yeah. um, what is the best way they can go and find a practitioner that uses NIS? Yeah, I would, I would recommend um, there's, there's a couple of websites that you could look on. The, for the United States, it would be uh, www.nis.com usa seminars all one word.com and you'll see on i think i i um, uh, it's either the about tab i don't remember this is embarrassing but uh uh, there's a on one of the drop downs on the top of the page it'll say find an nis practitioner and that'll take you to a directory okay and uh that directory now is actually i think it's I, I'm sad to say that it's it's being updated right now. So, but I'm hoping it's functional again in the next few weeks. Um, but you can search uh, you can search by area or by practitioner name, um, and, and find somebody near you. The, the nice thing about that directory now is that it only uh, only will have people who've uh, are current with the most recent research in yeah. NIS. Yep. Master's level practitioners, which you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's a place to search. They could also, uh, if they wanted to, they could contact, they could contact um, uh, us at info at NISUSAseminars.com and uh, if they're looking for a specific area, I know all, I, I trained a lot of these people, so I know who they are. Yeah. So if they wanted to make an inquiry through that, just send an email and say, I'm, I'm looking for a practitioner in, you know, Missouri or something. Yeah. And we'll, we'll find the, the, the closest practitioner uh, uh, to them that, that, that is current with the latest research. Great. That's wonderful. No, and and um, I think that's important because you know this is a, a a system that people just need to be aware of, um, just with how good it's been for for me and my practice and the people I serve. I yeah. know it's been game changing for you um, as you've been now basically twenty plus years, right? So I've yeah. I'm, I've got uh, a few years to catch up to you, Jim. <laughs> I've been doing it for five years now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's awesome. So any last, uh, things that you want to uh, mention or share before we wrap things up today, Jim? You know, the, the, the thing is that, um, we're, uh, 
as it says in the scripture, we're wonderfully and fearfully made, right? I mean, uh, there, and I continue to be amazed every day at the healing power of the body and the brain. And, uh, and also with the resilience of human nature, right? Right. Very, so inspiring to me to see people uh, change and uh, get well. And uh, this is what you and I both devoted our, our lives to this, really, uh, because uh, humanity needs help. And uh, there's no shortage of people who have problems. So uh, this to me is, is, is a uh, NIS is just a beautiful way to help assist healing. And so, uh, you know, if you, if you've got a problem that needs help, definitely check it out because, um, as I say, in my 35 years of practice, this is the most powerful modality for healing that I've come across. So, and I, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity. I so appreciate it. And, and it's been a joy to watch you evolve with this work. So oh, well, keep at it. Got a good teacher, Jim. So <laughs> thank you. No, it's a pleasure. And, and thanks for all of you that tuned in today um, to our podcast. Uh, again, World of Autism. Um, you can contact Jim. Uh, search. Uh, it's, is it Island? Remind me your website again, Jim. Uh, my website is... Uh, uh, www.fidalgoislandhealthcenter it's F-I-D-A-L-G-O health center uh, fidalgoislandhealthcenter.com great so, yeah for anyone in the northwest he is the man to contact and to reach out to um, such a great individual as you can tell just from our um, discussion today so thanks again guys and have a fantastic day and a great week We'll talk to you later.